the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Smash with you right here, the Big Z, 107.1 FM, WBGC. Hey, uh, this is a big day. I'm going to get to Super Soul Sister in just a moment here. Because yesterday, we did the analysis of the debate from the vice presidents. Ed Martin handled the conservative side. Mark Kaysen, he handled the liberal side. And the I don't give a rat's rear end side, covered by my girl, Smart Sister T. Super Soul Sister! In just one moment. This is an amazing day. Because on this day, 80 years ago, had he lived to be 80, John Lennon was born. On this day, in 1975, his son, by Yoko, Sean Lennon, on this day was born. He's like 45 years old now. Today is his birthday. Would have been his dad's birthday. And I tell you what, this Yoko Ono, she timed it. She wanted to have the child on her husband's birthday because she believed that if a child is born of its father's birthday, on its father's birthday, if the child is born there, it would receive the soul of the father when the father passed away. So John Lennon's soul is now in his son, Sean. I, Sir Smashington, unfortunately, are not familiar with whose soul might be within my confines. But then again, Pop, I always loved ya. Happy birthday, John Lennon, Sean Lennon, and anybody else might be associated with the Lennon name. Super Soul Sister! Smash, smash, digging a smash. Smash daily on the big C. How you doing, baby? Oh, I'm good. What's up? <laughs> What's happening? 
Well, what's happening, I know, is going to be you in just a moment here because there's so much to talk about. I'd like uh, to I'd like to get to uh, just the, the debate from the other night. Are you available to talk about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Let me ask you uh, about this. What did you, as you were watching the debate, what did you think when, number one, the fly landed on Vice President Pence's head and then they got a close-up and it's kind of like, wow, and I ain't saying this in the wrong way. He's got nappy hair too. And oh, I'm thinking, he sure do. I know it. And I'm looking at it as that tight. And I'm thinking the last time I saw a white man with, with a, something like that, that tight, that was Soupy Sales. I used to watch Soupy Sales and he used to have a tight <laughs> type of hair. You remember Soupy Sales? Yes. yes. Super sad, man. Oh, my God. Well, you're going to shake his family tree and a couple of black folks going to fall out. Well, Lord knows that will kill him dead. Uh, so anyway, anyway, <laughs> did you by chance, because I, I magnified it and I heard the fly say, help me, just like that. <laughs> I heard the fly. <laughs> Must have been the same fly yeah, they had well, in the movie. You know, they say when a fly lands, it's either uh, land eggs or pooping. So I guess his was pooping and, because of all the poop they were talking at that night. Well, they, they were definitely. Well, here's a, a little bit of the poop. Uh, I'll come back to you when it's over. It goes about 40 seconds. Hold on there. Smart sister okay. team. All right. Let Thank me you, also Vice say, President Pence. Vice the American Pence, people deserve, you know, Susan, Vice the American Pence, people deserve to know. Vice President Pence, I did not, excuse me, I did not create the rules for tonight. Joe Biden. You, your campaigns come? agreed to the rules for tonight's I, debate with I, the Commission on Presidential Debates. I'm here to enforce them. Oh, boy. So mm. I tell you what. Now, you tell me because you are in California. Kamala Harris uh, from California. She's a prosecutor out there. She, mm-hmm. when she was kind of telling Pence to, hey, I'm speaking, and and she was kind of like she was doing a prosecutor type of thing because that's what prosecute. I've been prosecuted a couple of times. I don't know about you, but I've been prosecuted, mm-hmm. and I see what mm-hmm. what they do, and what they do is they smile whether they are on top of the game or smile if they are lagging behind. Either way, you got to keep that smug about you. You know, right. that's what I was seeing. At least that's right. how about you, Super Soul Sister. That I mean, that's what she is—a prosecutor. Though uh, uh, Pence is an attorney as well. Now he hasn't been a prosecutor, yeah. but he's been an attorney, and he's also been a talk show host. Believe it or not, so Pence. That's how he kept that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how he kept that real cool, calm, even. Yeah. If you notice, he never got he rattled. Never he right. never raised his voice. He just stayed even. You know what I mean? And Miss uh, Miss uh, Prosecutor, you know, she was and she was a true sister. That neck would have started going, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she kind of got rattled a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I was like, this is just a cartoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, in a way, it is. You I know? don't know if you watch that show on Showtime. It's called Our Cartoon President. If you ever get a chance to watch that, it's pretty hilarious. It's a show from uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. All right, so okay. Oh, you get, watch that show. It's, it's in fact watch last week's episode because it's uh, about Pence and uh, Kamala Harris debating. It is hilarious. It's called Our Cartoon it. President. Okay, so <laughs> when they were talking, and uh, uh-huh. 
And Pence, they would put a close-up on him, and I ain't saying this the wrong way. I understand everybody got the thing, but he looked like he was like a a, a living cadaver of sorts. You know, he looked all kind of pale and everything and just was looking off in the distance, and it's kind of like, oh, I'm waiting for some, some more zombies to show up. It's kind of like, hey, pal, let's get some energy in this thing and kick somebody's ass if that's what your job is supposed to do. Personal exactly. opinion, of course. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. All right, and so with, you know he had. They said how red his eyes were. So oh, I yeah. was like, did he smoke a little weed before he came on, or you know what's up? Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of Mr. Evangelical. Well, the, a lot of people are thinking that that red in his eye. What if that was the coronavirus? You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. People are saying that too because uh-huh. I don't see how everybody else got it and he didn't. Yeah. Because he's up up. You know, forty five behind half the time. So how he? didn't catch it and everybody else did, which he could have, and they just they saying yeah. so because they knew they yeah. had that debate yeah. to do. See, that's the thing. Everybody lying, if you ask me, uh-huh. on both sides. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I mean, she got him on the coronavirus, but, I mean, how easy is that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that, a you know, quick, that's a good easy point. layup. Yeah. That is. That is exactly. You know. And, mm-hmm. and she lied. The one lie I know she told. Now, we know boyfriend since was lying the whole time. But the one lie girlfriend told when she was talking about she prosecuted banks or whatever for yeah. No, she didn't because you know Steve Mnuchin was out here in California and had a whole bunch of uh, bankruptcy and bank uh, home mortgages ripping people off. She let him go. Huh. I didn't know that, really. And you see, he's yeah. on the Trump administration. Yeah. yeah, she let him go. So, you know, don't lie. You didn't know you didn't prosecute because he was big time messing up out here, and she let him go. So, yeah. you know, my thing is, you know me, Smash. I call it like I see it, I and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't, I'm not beholden to anyone. Yeah. So. Well, you know, if I was a little boy, I'd be afraid if you were my mommy. But that's just me thinking youthfully. Now. Let oh, you already to... know. You know a black mother. We don't play that no way. You know, we uh, shoot, we kill our kids. They don't kill us. Ah, listen to you. Oh, my goodness. Ain't no, ain't no black Menendez brothers. You can believe right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, by the way, let me ask you, talking about an easy layup, who you got tonight, uh, the Heat or uh, the Lakers taking it? Well, you know, I got to go with the Lakers. Got to. You're California girl. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Let me ask you LA. this. I, w- I was looking at your your YouTube site. And, uh-huh. and what is the title of your YouTube site? Uh, Smart Sister Show. That's right. Now, mm-hmm. I'm looking on that, and I got to tell people, if you want more, you got to go. Once again, what is the YouTube uh, your YouTube channel? Uh, you can go to straight YouTube.com slash Smart Sister. Smart Sister. All right. And I got to tell you, I, I warn you, Smart Sister lays it on the line. And if, if, you can't, if you can't handle the language of strong, then, you know, I'm serious. I'm serious. You busting out on uh, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley and uh, whoever. The, that was magnificent, baby. Daniel Cameron. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was magnificent. Nice, nicely done, I must say. But, you know, people. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, here's the thing about, uh, let's go back to the, the debate itself. 
What uh, yes. I loved about the debate, and you know I'm a genteel type of fellow, what I loved about the debate is what I'm going to play for you right now. And let me know how you feel about it, because this is, this is in the end, Mike Pence kind of like wrapping it all up. Let me know what you think. Here it okay. is. We can debate vigorously, as Senator Harris and I have on this stage tonight. But when the debate is over, we come together as Americans. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, when he said that, when he said that, I said, come on, man. Oh, dude, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, and once again, let's not, why are we playing? Yeah. Why don't we just come, come with it? And let her, you know, get to the getting. And that's something that, that he did during the debate. And then that's also uh, what the Democrats do. They're mm-hmm. worse, actually. Because mm. like I have told you before, I'd rather know, I'd rather deal with the devil I know than uh, this smiling, he, 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 and you stabbing me in the back. Mm-hmm. That's what most black people look. We could deal with a Klansman before a, a bleeding heart liberal. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's mm-hmm. worse. Let me, because uh, they grinning in your face and stabbing you in the back. Well, yeah. A Klansman, you, you right there. We good. Yeah. I think that was the uh, Backstabbers, 1977, wasn't it? The yes, OJs? I love that song. OJs. Yeah, the yeah. Backstabbers. Yep. <laughs> the Backstabbers. That's right. All right so uh, let me, uh, let me uh, proceed with you right here. And this next one sure. could, could be touchy. All right? So I got to tell okay. anybody listening right now. This is going to be touchy. If you can't handle touchy, then please turn your back to the radio. All right, so here you go. Okay. You know the singer Kendrick Lamar? Yes. Okay. I remind you a lot uh, of him, do I not? Yeah, oh, of course. You got the word, baby. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar <laughs> has these hit songs. Now, when I was growing up, <clears throat> mm-hmm. we white kids would sing black songs like The Temptation. We sing along with My Girl or we'd sing along with Papa mm-hmm. Was a Rolling Stone. You know, we sing along mm-hmm. with, the, with the songs. But now the, and, and I ain't saying this in a belittling or maligning way, now a lot of the black music that the white kids take to is this rap music. Mm-hmm. And in this rap music, there's F-bombs that, that go down, there's sexual uh, straight-ups, uh, you know, like a WAP mm-hmm. with what's-her-name uh, and... and yeah, and, and then you got the N-word, all right? So mm-hmm. now Kendrick Lamar has a song that has the N-word. Now, one of the things about the white kids today, they kind of like the white kids in my day, that if they liked that particular black music, let's call it, then, you know, they mm-hmm. sing along with the song. They know the song. So Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. brings this girl out of the crowd, white girl, and says, hey, sing along with me here. And she's singing along, and... In the song is the N-word in accordance to the lyrics that Kenrick Lamar has put together, all right? Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play it for you right here and the story of it right here. Listen, goes, I'd say, about a minute, 10 seconds, and then I'm going to ask you on the, on the backside what you take on all this. Here we go. Wait, 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 wait. 
Kendrick Lamar kicks a girl off stage for rapping the N-word in his song. This is the facepalm to end all facepalms. It all started when Kendrick Lamar invited a white fan with him on stage over the weekend during his Sunday set at the Hangout Festival in Alabama. The fan, who said her name was Delaney, got the chance to rap Mad City with Kendrick in front of thousands of people. Delaney seemed confident as she started the song, but things quickly took a turn for the worse when she didn't censor herself when it came to rapping the N-word. Saying it was a cringeworthy scene is the understatement of the century. After Delaney's second slip up, Kendrick paused the show and called her out on it. You gotta bleep one single word though. Now Delaney tried to brush off the mistake, but the crowd was not having it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do it? Yeah, you did. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Kendrick then asked the crowd if they thought she should stay up there, which was met by a resounding no and a flurry of boos. But despite the backlash, Delaney asked to stay on stage and continue the song. One concert goer shared what happened next, tweeting, quote, being the gracious person he is, he decides to give her another chance, even though at this point the whole crowd is against her. Her second chance proved futile as Delaney struggled to get back into the song and messed up the hook before leaving the stage. So this girl loves the song. She's up there and she drops the, the N-word because it's part of the lyric of the song. Is that wrong? I mean, she was just singing along. He brought her up on stage to sing along, you know, and so... Is she supposed to discern when to not say the N-word if she's singing along with the song? How's that play as far as uh, the black mindset is concerned? Because this is Experience Black with Sister Smart, Smart Sister T. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, what? Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, I will end the little girl's defense, which if it was me, I would have been like, yada, yada, and I, on that word, I would have kind of like, Backed up, not yeah. said it, then yeah. got back into the song. Me sure. personally, sure. If, if I was white, that's what I would have done. Yeah. In front of all them people, oh, hell no. Yeah. Second, okay. he was wrong because he know what the damn song says. Yeah. So he should have picked a sister to put up there with him, and then she could have got away with it. Because let me just say, uh, white people. Y'all can't say that word in front of other black people. Now, unless y'all got a friendship with somebody and y'all, and they allow it, I don't know why, but, you know, if they allow it, y'all that good of friends, okay, that's cool. But when you get around other black folks that you don't know and you say that word, you taking a chance uh, of getting your behind kicked. Well, so, and the white people are like, well, you guys say it. Why can't we say it? First of all, the word was used in a bad, bad way for uh, against us. We took the word and took the pain out of it and dealt with it. Now, some people got a problem with that. Some don't. Some say long as it ends in an A-A, it's cool, and not the E-R. Okay, there, some people go with that. You know, but my thing is we can create some rules that white people have to follow. How many damn rules do we follow? <laughs> So, if I, I'm like this, your best bet is to always be safe and don't say it. Because if you do, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Hello? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I left the room for a moment. I was scared. <laughs> I'm back. 
Okay. Yeah, I have to be scared. I'm not scared. You know, we cool. I know it. Hey, but yeah. but you know, there's gonna be people say, Well, wait a minute, she was just singing along with the song. He put the word in the song, but uh, I guess as white folks were supposed to have discretion as to the sing along, I guess. Yeah. Oh boy. I would say so. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you 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 know what what climate you know what yeah. what time it is. Right like on. I said, I don't know why he would pick uh, a white person to come up there to sing that particular song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me myself, so he was wrong yeah. on that end, and then yeah. you know. But on the other end, it's something that you're gonna have to uh, take heed to uh, watch yourself, right regardless on. of what even other black people say. Some people might say, "Oh man, it's cool," but if you don't know everybody in the room, you better not, because right. you don't know what. It's right. going to go down. So, I, me personally, what, and why you got to say it? Well, it's part of the song, uh, Smart Sister T. It's part of so, the song. It's like, uh, so. it's like Papa was a rolling stone. That's part of the song. Now, I'm not, be, I'm not belittling Papa because it wasn't at the house. He took off with some other women. <laughs> it's just part of the song. <laughs> yeah, but no. Okay. Yeah, but no. Well, I'm just I'm just telling you to be safe I know, I know, on I y'all's end to be safe. Like I said, regardless of what some black people may uh, tolerate, somebody else may not. So just to be safe, you know, when she got the and I would have just put the mic down or put it to the side or whatever, and then and then pick back up. But me personally, that's what I would have done. Well, then that you. way you safe. Yeah, not to worry about. It. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I'm happy mm-hmm. about is uh, that when we do this Super Soul Sister thing with you, that we can do fun type stuff and at the same time threaten people. It's magnificent. I thank oh, you isn't that. it? Oh, <laughs> my God. You know what Please. it is? Here, here's what it, what it reminds me uh, of this particular situation, the, the way what? I feel about it right now here at the end. Listen. We come together as Americans. That's it. That's what we do. <laughs> You and me. Yes, right? we do. That's what we do. Okay. I love you, kid. With flies in our hair. Yes. <laughs> with flies was trapped. The polo fly, but I guess eventually he flew off, right? Well, yeah, the, the fly took off because he saw, I better not stay here too much longer because the hairspray on this guy is going to suck me in. Oh, right. That, 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 that was a tight. me to death. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tight, uh, that was a that was, a while back, when he left the Cavaliers and came to L.A., LeBron James mm-hmm. was LeBron James was getting his bald spot in the back of his head, and so one day one day he shows up at the game and his and his head was all full and everything, but it was one of those tight tight uh, Afro type of hairdos. I mean, it was tight, just like Pence's is tight. LeBron's mm-hmm. LeBron's was tight. However, in the scuffle of basketball, it got shifted. And so it was now, it was at an angle. I mean, they had it on ESPN, and it was beautiful. And so AD, Anthony Davis, comes out and whispers in LeBron's ear. And LeBron goes and sits down, and he kind of like acts like he's putting a towel on his head, and he shifts his wig around. That's what, that's what it reminded me when I saw as tight as Pence's uh, hair was there. But whatever. Hey, I love you, well, sister. Well, it happens. You know, man, y'all need a little help sometimes when you're follically challenged. Right so. Hey, you know what I did when I was a kid and I had some hair? What? I, I put Jerry Curl in it. 
And boy, no, you did. I did. I did. I put some Jerry curl in it. And here's the crazy part about it. It straightened out all my hair, except I had a little Superman curl in the front that dangled down my forehead. And I looked like a stone cold white boy idiot. But I was trying to be cool. I put the Jerry cool in it. Back then, it was called getting a process because we, right. we, we right. got a process. And I had the do-rag on my head, and the do was underneath it, and it was all greased up, and Jerry curled up and everything. And I took it off. I had this little tiny Superman curl right in the front of my forehead. Like, like, you know, if somebody wanted to shoot an arrow into my head, here's the target right there. <laughs> that's what that looked like. But that's just me. Oh, Gro- I would kill to see that picture. Growing up. I'll see if I got that someday. I'll show you. I saw part of growing up. Hey. Love to you, my darling. Appreciate the enlightenment that you give us Love and not only the fun too. that we have. All right. That is Smart Sister T. Listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. Hey, you know, this is going to be a great weekend weather-wise. Great weekend if you've been thinking about buying a house to get out there and see what's available to you. And can start as easy as going to GodfreyLandmark.com. That's Landmark Realty. GodfreyLandmark.com. Matt Horn is the man. He's got 30 people he works with, and all of them know exactly how to make sure that this, if it's going to be a move for you, you get into a new house, or you getting ready to sell your house, well, you got a list with a leader. These are the folks right there. They are the leaders. They've been doing this for tons of years, collectively speaking. Now, I don't know if years can be measured in tons or not, but chronologically is how I speak. Hi, how do you do? I'm saying there's some nice houses in there. And the crazy part about it, yeah, the, 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 the one with the least expensive one I, I saw was $49,000. I'm thinking, wow, nice. And then the most expensive one I saw was like 500 some. I didn't look at everything. But they got everything, you know, just in between all those prices, man. And the thing about it is what I love. So I'm looking because I'm thinking that this is kind of working out here at WBGZ because I live in St. Louis, deep St. Louis. And um, I'm thinking, I said, well, I don't know. You want to you move to Alton? I love Alton. Smash Band's played here a million times. I've done a million gigs. My various other radio stations here in Alton, I love Alton. Love the River Band. Godfrey, I love. Grafton, Wood River. Before he moved to Pathalto, I used to visit uh, my friend, my man, Rich, Rich Wilfong. He used to live right there in Wood River, right uh, just two blocks down from the gas station. Anyway, I love the area. And I'm thinking this is working out, so I'm just starting to look at houses, all right? It'd be a big move for me, especially at my age. 
But you know what? If you're going to be making that kind of move, you got to have the right people with you. You got to have the people who know how to fill out the paperwork so you don't have to mess with that. That's a hassle to you. You got to make sure you got the right kind of look at the houses as you're looking at them on the internet. And I'm talking about, for me, my favorite part is, yeah, going through the rooms and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but when they have the drone shots from up above and you can see the size of the land, you can see the roof of the houses even need some work or something like that. Man, I love that. Plus, I'm on the list because when I went to GodfreyLandmark.com, they got this thing called Homes by Email. And all the new listings, as soon as they hit the market, come straight to your inbox. So I know. So I'm looking right now. But if you're looking for real, go. Because my for real's probably coming pretty soon. But check it all out. It's waiting for you. GodfreyLandmark.com. 618-466-1513. Ask for Matt Horn. I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good, good today. today. Well, the plane touched down just about three o'clock And the city's still on my mind uh-huh. Bikinis and palm trees danced in my head I was still in the baggage line Come on. Concrete cars with their own prison bars Like this life I'm living in But the plane brought me farther I'm surrounded by water And I'm not going back again I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand Life is good today, life is good today Adios and con Dios Yeah, I'm leaving GA And if it weren't for tequila and pretty senoritas I'd have no reason to stay my guitar and play uh, yeah yeah that's from a man Ed Wheatley because Ed in reality this is the off season since the Cardinals ain't in there no more right huh? well it's off season for the Cardinals but if you love baseball you're watching all baseball and waiting for the deals to come some of the best baseball happens uh, in the hot stove league after the after the season, so a lot of things still to play out. Right on. Well, Ed Wheatley knows baseball. Ed Wheatley is an author of three baseball books that I know of. He may have more, but he may have indeed put them aside so that he could come on and be a part of the Smash Daily Outsiders. He handles MLB and any other baseball form that we got. Now, let me just say, before we do anything, as far as what's going on with the MLB is concerned, I used to love Whitey Ford. He was like one of my favorite 
players, man, back in those days with Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris and all that. Yeah. There was Whitey Ford, and that guy, that guy could pitch. And that guy was a personality that stood out for baseball, was he not, Ed? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm just like you. I grew up a Yankee fan. My yep. dad had signed with the Yankees and played. And all those guys you mentioned were my heroes growing up. And can I, I, can I stop speak. you? Can I stop you? Yeah. Your, your dad played for the Yankees? He never made it into, into a major league game because of injuries two years in a row. But yeah. he was in their organization, yeah. Cool, man. To make it. Cool. Yeah, but all those guys, they were stars before really people knew what stars were. These were guys you admired because of the just the stature of themselves, not only in the game, but the way they carried themselves after the game, you know? Oh, I mean, they were winners. Yep. You know, year after year, you get, you know, that famous play, damn Yankees. Uh, I mean, it was like, can you beat these guys? That's they were right. so esteemed. And, but they were class. They, you know, they had the. Spotlight in New York. Uh, you know they were on Ed Sullivan or any of those shows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they were always there, and you know there was just something about them. They were the best. Yeah. Uh, you know those years of the forties, fifties, and early sixties. Yeah. You know Whitey Ford was the chairman of the board, as they say. He was the man. He was. Uh, and you know I'm sure tonight, as the Yankees and the and the Rays play winner take all tonight, I'm sure. Uh, this would have been a game if Whitey Ford was still playing. He would be the man on the mound. Mm-hmm. He he was their their ace for all those years from 1950 until uh, the mid 60s. Yeah, who are some of the other great pitchers that were in that league at that particular point in time, especially on the Yankees? Well, you know, from the Yankees, it was so ironic that uh, uh, Whitey died yesterday, October 8th, last night. We yeah. all remember. October 8th, for one of my very, very close and good friends who passed away in January, Don Larson, Don Larson. who pitched the per- perfect. only perfect game of World Series exactly. history on October 8th, 1956. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, they, they, the, uh, the Yankees had, you know, they had Bob Turley there who won a Cy Young in 57. They had Ollie Reynolds. They had Ralph Terry. Uh, you know, and it just was on and on. They just kept making the yeah. right moves, whether it was a trade. I mean, they made them over a dozen trades with the Kansas City Athletics bringing players, you know, mm-hmm. young players into the Yankee fold and taking older stars. And, you know, they then became uh, crowd attendance pleasers yeah. in Kansas City who wasn't going to win. Yeah. But, um, you know, all in all, it was, it was you know, Whitey Ford was the man. He was yeah. uh, in 11 World Series. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, he's, you know, he's 10 All-Star games. His ten World Series wins are the most in history. I mean, you, know, you go through the record books. I mean, his lifetime: two hundred thirty-six wins versus one hundred six losses, six ninety percentage, the best in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, you know, people say, "Well, it's because he played with the Yankees, and the Yankees were a great team." If he was playing for the Phillies or the Washington Senators, you know, yeah, you don't know what you know who was around him, but you know, he to take a team, and he was kind of. Team leader. He was born in New York, so he played for his yeah. his home team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him and his other best buddy, Mickey Mantle. They yep. both went into the Hall of Fame the same year. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, that's cool. In 1974. Right so on. I mean, was, there's all these little intricacies, and you know, talking about October 8th, I, I, I did some checking, and there's one thing I can remember as a kid, and I did see Whitey. Uh, he set the 
World Series record for most consecutive um, shutout innings, mm-hmm. 33 and two-thirds. And wow. he broke it, uh, the record on October 8, 1961. Yeah. yeah. And the guy's record he broke was Babe Ruth. Wow, and I didn't know. Babe Ruth yeah. said when he was a pitcher for Boston, Yeah, yeah, that was his most cherished record was the, those consecutive. Ruth had 29 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings. That was Babe's all-time favorite record, not the home run record, which yeah. ironically, Babe took a, took a whammy in, in 61 because Whitey broke his scoreless World Series pitching records. And Roger Maris said St. Peter broke his home run record. Mm. So the Babe took a whammy in 1961. That is Ed Wheatley has three books out on Reedy, R-E-E-D-Y, Reedy Press. Check them out on the dot com. Those books are Baseball in St. Louis, Incredible Cardinals, and St. Louis Browns, the story of a beloved team. Can I catch up with you on Monday after we see what they do this weekend? And then we'll see where we're going as far as uh, the championship is is concerned. The World Series is coming on. And we got two other books and another movie on the way about baseball. So we'll talk Monday. All right. Have a good weekend, bud. All right, bud. I appreciate that. That's Ed Ed Wheatley, Smash Daily right here. Listen to the Smash Daily podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. SmashDaily.com. Smash Daily it is. This is Stevie Winwood. I'll be back with a Momento for Board to take you on into the weekend.
rhythm, the funk, the rock and roll. There you go. Smash Daily here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z. Well, getting ready for the weekend. Before I leave you, though, I want to play this piece that uh, that I put together earlier this week that is just uh, a magnificent way to go into the weekend and get you going with the weekend song. And certainly hope you have a nice weekend. But something to think about right here as we get into the fact that, well, really, the world is a beautiful place. Yeah, the world is a beautiful place. piece of music right there hey that's a quick job as uh, written by a friend of mine mark cawley we played in different bands together on down the line back in the 70s 80s and onward and uh that's just a magnificent piece of music you wound up getting uh uh a life in nashville as a songwriter's written many hits worldwide hits for various artists he's going to be on the show next week he's got a brand new book it's called song journey Going to tell you not only about his travels through the music business, but also give you a look at how you could become the songwriter you want to be. A look at how you could indeed adapt yourself effectively to the twists and turns of show business on the musical side. So that's coming up next week. Mark Cawley is his name. And, uh, well, you can go to idocoach.com because he coaches songwriters all over the world. idocoach.com. Dot com. And that song right there was written by him, some buddies of his, and magnificent song. World is a beautiful place. And one of the ways that the world is a beautiful place is when you honor God and help people. All right? And if you're going to help people, you're going to honor God. If you want to honor God, help people. And this is a great story of just that. Salute to the folks at Kroger. Lashenda Williams remembers when this car was all she had. Not long ago in this Kroger parking lot, Williams parked and slept nearly every night for a year. I would lean my seat all the way back so no one would see me because, you know, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. Past addiction and abuse left her stranded, homeless, but not hopeless, recalls Kroger employee Jackie Vandal. And she'd come by me and she's like, how are you doing, Miss Vandal? I'm going to work here one of these days. And I'm like, okay. Vandal, who does hiring at the store, told Williams about an upcoming job fair. It was just a, a sense, a gut feeling. You can just tell when people are really genuine and, and then people that you know are trying. Vandal spent two hours helping Williams fill out an application. You helped me through it. When it said you've successfully applied, I was like, you're hired. I'll call you in a few days. And I remember crying in her arms, and here I am. Eight months on the job, Williams has an apartment. Community members and co-workers. Hey, hey, Smash here. Certainly hope you had yourself a magnificent week with us. Smash daily, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. Weekend is here, baby. The weekend is here. Have yourself a good one, no matter what that one happens to be. As for me. I, until Monday, am G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. Have a great weekend.
dancing. 